Welcome back listeners. So Josh in segment one, it was really nice to just take a step back and understand how far ahead this crop is and if we can progress this, this high heat on into September, it'll be really interesting to see how far we sit above the norm. But as we move into segment two, did just want to take a little more time to address some disease observations that we're seeing from the, from the field. Um, there tends to be a slight maybe east-west bias in what you're observing in, in your fields to extreme southeast versus what I see as we track a, a touch farther to the west. Um, but there's been a couple maybe hot topic diseases that keep coming to the to the board and tar spot is one uh, that we're really wanting to make sure that we're keeping an eye on. Um, have you seen anything to extreme southeast? Uh, what's just maybe your overall take on tar spot so far? Yeah, we talked a lot about this during the off season and, and coming into this season. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of scouting for this. We, we've had a few leaves that are suspect, uh, a few which have been sent in and we're waiting for results. Um, I'm seeing a little bit more tar spots showing up in um, extreme western Wisconsin, uh, kind of across the border there. Um, a few more pictures on social media, you know, into Iowa. And uh, yeah, I don't think disease is, is, is over yet. Uh, I, I actually kind of it just kind of has a feel that disease is going to play a big role in this corn crop down the stretch, whether it be, you know, some gray leaf spot, whether it be tar spot, you know, um, you know, we start getting these foggy dewy mornings during the corn leaf light could still show up. So I, I think there's still going to be, you know, I, a lot to talk about and a lot to monitor from that standpoint, but um, stay tuned. And, uh, you know, as you go west, it's a little bit different. And, um, you know, bacterial leaf streak has been a kind of a hot topic this summer as well in corn. Yeah, so pre-tassel especially as I was out in some fields, um, seeing a lot of bacterial leaf streak. And as you're out in those fields, it can be easy to mistake bacterial leaf streak for gray leaf spot, but it is important that we are able to make that distinction with bacterial leaf streak being a bacteria and a gray leaf spot a fungus. So as you're out in those fields, as you, if you see uh, really long, um, skinnier lesions, that would be bacterial leaf streak. And if you hold those up into the sunlight, they're gonna portray a really bright yellow color to them. If it's gray leaf spot, they're gonna take on a much blockier shape and they're gonna keep themselves in between those margins. So a much kind of cleaner lesion that you'll see on those leaves. So that's just kind of a, a quick distinguisher. But bacterial leaf streak, like I said, saw a lot pre-tassel. You are gonna see some hybrid susceptibility differences. So just something to keep in mind as you're out assessing your crop. Um, what makes it a little more difficult because it is a bacteria, a lot of folks are trying to understand how can we slow this down, the progression of that down once we see it in our fields. Um, unfortunately, you know, we don't maybe have a fine, fine tuned answer for that, but what we have seen in the past from this disease is that even though it maybe blows up pretty quickly uh, pre-tassel, once we make it through tassel, we do tend to see its progression slow down dramatically. So even as you have those condi conditions that are conducive for it post-tassel, we do send, tend to see a little bit more suppression. So something that we'll be keeping an eye on, please let us know. If you see it in your fields, always happy to get another eye on some of those diseases um, as well. Yeah, and Nally, I've seen some of the pictures from you and the Team West, and um, yeah, it can look pretty significant. And if you do walk, if you spend our time in any field, I think you can find it, you know, almost in every field. Um, sometimes you have to look a little bit harder, but um, I know in some cases I was seeing it and it was so minor, it just didn't really catch my eye. And I'd probably just walk by it, no big deal. And I started seeing more pictures and looking looking a little harder for it. Um, it's definitely out there and, you know, it'll, we'll, we'll see how that progresses. Uh, my personal feeling is that at least in this given year, what I've seen, I don't know if we're going to see us really any yield impact from it, or if it is, it'll be very, very minor. Um, but again, very new disease uh, in really in the entire corn belt, not just here. It's very new and uh, a lot to learn. I think we'll, we'll get a better handle on this at the end of the year of, um, you know, hybrid 
you know, tolerance and, and, and how, you know, maybe some of the infections maybe hurt yield or don't hurt yield. We should have plenty of data through our PK locations. And if we do some scoring late, we should be able to, you know, maybe connect some dots, see what the impact was on that. Um, so yeah, a lot to talk about there. You know, it, it, like I said, it, I still think disease is going to be a big talking, talking point here with, uh, you know, a solid month to go here of the, the, the heart of the growing season and, and soybean wise too. Um, you know, white mold alley, I, I have seen a couple fields. It, it um, you know, where the beans got really tall, um, you know, really big that are getting hit by white mold pretty hard, not extremely widespread, but um, you know, if um, we're kind of getting to that point where if some fields are getting hit pretty hard, it's probably going to be even visible from the road, you know, as you see some of that senescence, but um, yeah, not a lot we can do at this stage, but it is something that's starting to show up. So be on the lookout uh, for white mold and some of those farms that have a white mold history. Yeah, so white mold, like you said, maybe a few locations popping up there. I think another thing on the bean side of things, thistle caterpillars were pretty hot topic mm -hmm. last year. I hadn't seen a lot yet this year. I think last week I was able to see a lot more, maybe not even hot pockets, just but just more sporadic infestation across field to field. So if you do see some of the their webbing left from their aftermath or those thistle caterpillars out there, you know I wouldn't be surprised they are, they are out there. Um, but from an aphid standpoint, I've had a hard time finding any any hot spots to date. Uh, but we're going to want to mm -hmm. continue to keep an eye on that. Yeah, I I don't want people to think I'm a lazy agronomist, but I haven't seen an aphid yet. And I I do walk fields. I promise. I know they're out there. I've seen pictures. I got colleagues that have seen them. But uh, yeah, it um, we're kind of getting to a point where if they don't really start showing up within the next ten to twelve days, um, pretty good chance they could run out of time to really reach a. A population that that meets threshold but I'll make sure I walk some more bean fields between now and the next episode and uh, we'll give you some more updates a week from now.